Will Shipley is one of the best running backs in all of college football and RB1 for your Clemson Tigers. But is he also a dark horse for the 2023 Heisman Award? I'm going to tell you next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Guys, thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day whenever I drop these uh, episodes Monday through Friday. Appreciate all the love and support, all the comments on on YouTube, the the, the reviews on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Appreciate you guys. Thank y'all for being my family, but my every single dayers, uh, Clemson family. So thank y'all so much, man. We got a great show. Great show to talk about, and it's going to be a heavy dosage to kick it off with Will Shipley. We also have on the prowl a four-star 2024 basketball forward commits to your Clemson Tiger. Yes, I said basketball. This isn't just a football program. Now, we also have some Heisman dark horse hype for your Will Shipley starting running back for your Clemson Tigers. But before that, I'm going to get into checking the tape. Will Shipley edition. We're going to check the tape. And I'm going to talk about what, it, what what he does and what he brings to this offense, so forth and so on. But I'm going to say this. He is RB1 of your Clemson Tigers. He is the best running back, best overall running back on your Clemson Tiger roster. And, and, and yes, I talked about Phil Moffa recently, and I really, really like his frame, athleticism, potential, and everything. But the proof is in the pudding in terms of when you feed Will Shipley he just produces, right? And, and when I want to get into the production aspect of it, just first off, right? I, I want to get into that first off. And I think I've talked about it before, but 211 carries, 171 or so yards, over five yards per carry, five and a half to be exact, 15 rushing touchdowns, only four fumbles uh, this year, 37 runs of 10 or more yards, right? And, it, and he increased uh, his his uh, missed tackles force per PFF, per uh, pro football focus, uh, with 49 in c- compared to um, in, in, with 148 snaps or 148 carries in 2021, 20, uh, he uh, forced 35 missed tackles. So 14 more missed tackles uh, for the season, as well as increasing how I many, you know, the, the amount of runs from 18 to 37 in terms of runs over 10 yards. And like I said, with some of the notes I jotted down when watching him, right, the one thing that jumped out for me with Will Shipley on tape was his patience, his patience and his vision, because he's a very he runs with good pacing, where he's not too, you know, how we talked about with with, with, with players, right? You, you know, like peaks and valleys, you don't want to get too high nor too low. As a running back, you don't want to go too fast. That's why we use the term um, slow too fast through, right? You don't want to get rushed. You don't want to be sped up because when you do that, you, 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 you put yourself in disadvantageous situations, right? Like you're out running uh, and running past your blockers and you're running into defensive coverage and defensive players and, and, and bodies that can limit the potential explosiveness and, and the amount of yards that you can create 
and and, uh, and round up on on those on that specific run, right? And, and things of that nature. And it doesn't allow you to manipulate defenders when you're going when you're shifting gears too quickly. So the run pacing, the vision, and just the patience, right? You see on gap on some some gap power runs where you got like counters where. He's he's stepping one direction. You got two pullers. So you got GT counter, right? Guard tackle counter. The guard and tackle from one from one half of the formation are are, are pulling to the other half. And you got two lead blockers. Two lead blockers for him. And you just see him allowing those big fellas. Those, you know, people, back in the day, they called the offensive line big uglies, but you gotta call those guys big sexies because they may not be a sexy position, but you're not gonna be sexy without them. Okay. So the big sexies up front do a good job in being able to lead block, take him into daylight, but it's up to him to allow them to get in the daylight. Again, if you don't have the right pacing as a runner, you will never hit daylight. You're gonna run into darkness. And there's nothing good about running into darkness. You're going to stub your toe. You're going to run into the wall. You can do anything. You're going to hurt yourself, and you don't want to do that. So that's one of the things I really liked about him, the footwork to be able to cut, right? And you're talking about being the cut on a, on, on demand, a guy that can you, – you, and you see it with the zone runs, right, because they ran a very balanced scheme, which I'll get to in a second. But the ability to press or even once you get to the second level, right, and you got a, a, a safety triggering down, and then he – Gets flat footed, he squares you up, and then you see Will Shipley as he's again vision, uh, you know, as he's patiently oppressing and, and attacking the hole, attacking the lane. That footwork, that vision to see that and identify that defender and understanding the uh, the amount of space between him and that defender and how much time he has to make a move. And it's like, I don't have to be overly exaggerated right you see some guys do a lot of dancing two-stepping and tiptoeing and no no will shipley does a good job once he gets into that range where he know he wants to and he's ready to make a move it's boom it's sudden it's effective it's it's right there it's it's right then and there boom plant that foot and get up field and i love that about his game man uh also like i said he understands how to uh uh accelerate right you know you got to be able to accelerate but he also knows how to decelerate. That's a big part of being a running back. The shift, when we talk about shifting gears like a car, right? When you're in five o'clock traffic, you can't go 80 miles per hour. Or you're going to kill someone. So you, what you want to do is you want to, if you want to get in front of the crowd of sorts, you got to pace yourself, decelerate, shift, you know, switch lanes, right? Get in front of the next car, accelerate, get past, you know, get, get past the car beside you so that then you can accelerate, you know, you know, accelerate and get in front of them and then decelerate to continue to find and maneuver your way through traffic and, 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 and the rush. Once you get ahead of the pack, then you can accelerate and you can keep it pushing, right? But you got to know when and where, right? It's a time for everything. And I feel like Will Shipley does a great job being able to uh, accelerate and decelerate. And he knows when and where to do it. And, guys, I'm telling you now, I believe that he has good receiving upside. I would like to see more usage out of him uh, from, from in Garrett Riley's offense a little bit. Uh, more split, split him out wide. Split him out in the slot. Things like that. Because, for one, that's going to help give Cade. I always say this. And you guys think I've said this on this pod a few, multiple times. You want to give Cade as the quarterback. You want to get the quarterback easy answers, right? You want to give them the answer key. So you want to know what coverage they're in? Motion your, your running back and see what happens. Motion him, you know, have your receiver in kind of a – your outside receiver, motion him down into like a kind of a tighter, nasty split, what they call it, and then motion Will Shipley out wide. Let's see what happens. That corner goes out with him. 
That's a coverage indicator. It's zone. If that linebacker travels out with him, coverage indicator, it's man. Right? Don't get it twisted. They are, there are uh, combo coverages that teams will run. But at the same time, typically in college, it's either man or zone. They, you, you know what I mean? So those are ways to help Cade, essentially. And the thing that, that really I really like, especially heading into 2023, let me, let me tell you about the numbers here. Per PFF. 109 of his carries last year uh, came out of zones, out of the zone, you know, variety. 94 came out of, or 93, I believe, came out of the gap variety. So very balanced, right? Now you think about Garrett Riley. He was a play caller over at TCU. What did they do? All right, TCU, 256 total carries out of zone, 188 total carries for all the running backs that touched the ball. 188 carries out of gap. So it's still fairly balanced. His top back last year, who was Kendra Miller, who's now with the New Orleans Saints and with our former defensive lineman, Brian Brzee. Kendra Miller last year, 119 carries out of zone, 101 carries out of gap. So again, keeping it balanced, and that removes the tent. You break tendencies. It's hard for defenders, uh, a defensive coordinator to say, okay, we know that they're going to run predominantly zone. Okay, well, we got to run back. that can run gap, and we run gap too. So if you if you prepare too much for zone, we're going to beat you, right? We're going to out, outpower you. We're going to beat you to submission with gap runs and be physical, right, and get up get north and south. So when I checked the tape, I saw a back that is clearly to me the most complete back on this Clemson Tiger roster. And not only the most complete back, he is the best back on the team. And I love Phil Moffat's potential, but again, the proof is in the pudding. But you talk about proof in the pudding and, you know, Will Shipley being RB1 for the Clemson Tigers, there's some hype and he might be, <laughs> dare I say, dark horse for the 2023 Heisman Award? Do I agree with that? I'm going to let you know how I feel next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you need to do is create a job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Then you add your job you add the job, put the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring. You get access to simple tools like screening questions that will make it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skill set and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you like to hire and or interview and or hire. Right. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs as the number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So, guys. It's very simple here. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Will Shipley, not only is he RB1 for the Clemson Tigers, Pro Football Focus, a.k.a. PFF, believes he is the ACC's dark horse for the Heisman. I'm going to read the blurb to you. Per Pro Football Focus, the only non-quarterback on their list, Shipley is by far Clemson's best offensive weapon and is going to be featured even more in the offense in 2023. His team is arguably the best in the ACC and should be in playoff contention come December. The Tigers hired offensive coordinator Garrett Riley from TCU 
to be their new OC, and Shipley is poised to benefit most from the change, as he's likely to see more touches. Last year, he finished with a 78.5 PFF grade behind nearly uh, uh, 1,200 rushing yards, 15 touchdowns, plus 37 receptions for 237 yards. An improved offensive line also helps Shipley's production. A season of 2,000 all-purpose yards and 20 touchdowns is not out of reach for Shipley. That would give him a strong Heisman case, especially if Clemson wins the ACC and makes the college football playoffs. So, DP, you're asking, do you do you agree with that? I do. I do. I, I think that he for the for the conference, yes. And then uh, understand something: the Heisman is absolutely a quarterback award. So if Kate is balling, right, and, and Shipley's balling, and they're they're equal, they're in, in in a in a foot race. They are shoulder to shoulder, neck to neck. There they are coming down the straightaway, and they're stride for stride. It's going to go to Cade. If, if, if either Clemson play, if a Clemson offensive player is going to win the Heisman, and those two guys are stride for stride during the season in terms of impact and production and, and, and the level of play, it's going to go to the quarterback. It typically always does. A running back has to be special, which is why I love the tidbit that they threw in there. A season of 2,000 all-purpose yards and 20 touchdowns being not out of reach. It is not out of reach. First of all, he had over 1,500 yards all-purpose last year. Right, uh, of 1500 all purpose yards in 2021. So, and he was close to the 20 touchdown mark just off of rushing alone, 15. So, you ask me now, the only thing that could get in the way of this, and I know that, the, and, and I believe that he's going to get his touches, he, he absolutely will, he's RB1. But do I believe Garrett Riley will not feature Phil Moffa? No, I don't. I do not believe that. I believe he's going to feature Phil Moffa in some way, shape, or form. So if Phil Moffa's touches increase, the only way for Will Shipley's touches to be of 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 magnet of the magnitude or level to reach that level of production to be in the Heisman true to be a true Heisman you know candidate, which it would mean that Cade is not throwing the ball all over the yard. It would mean that they are more of a 65-35 run to pass ratio, and I don't foresee that happening. Right. I do believe that they're going to run the ball and they're going to be as try to be as balanced as possible. But also you got to factor in the fact that Cade is also a really good athlete. So the zone read uh, QB keepers, just his ability to scramble in general off of, off of uh, passing plays as well. That's going to be really a big feather in the cap of this offense. It's his ability to create for himself. Right. So I do believe that there is a realistic chance for Will Shipley to be a great big dark horse for the ACC. And when you think about dark horse, right? Not, not, and when, that's what that's the other part. Think about the term dark horse, not front runner, right? Because the front runners for the, if you, anybody's going to be the front runners for the ACC in terms of Heisman, Jordan Travis and Drake May, right? The two top quarterbacks right now in the ACC. So, yes, that is the biggest key there. Now, also, Will Shipley's going to have to fight off a Trey Benson, who I expect to have a strong year. He's a big impact player for, for Mike Norvell's team down in, Flo- down in Florida, right, for, for, the, for, for the Seminoles. That running back is big, strong, fast, athletic, you know, agile. Like, he, he brings a lot to the table, returns, punts, and everything. So you want to see, again, you want to see Will Shipley get his touches and everything like that. 
Do I believe it's an uphill climb to be a Heisman candidate for Will Shipley? I do, because, again, it's a quarterback award, especially in the ACC, with Drake May probably throwing for over 4,000 yards, with Jordan Travis probably having over 4,000 total yards uh, from scrimmage, all-purpose yards, right? It's, it's And Cade, you know, and, and it's going to be an uphill battle, guys, just to, to be the ACC um representative or, you know, like I said, ACC uh, Heisman winner. Heck, it'll be tough to be ACC player of the year with the type of talent the ACC has right now on the offensive side of the ball. Man, listen, people got to stand up and open their eyes and realize that we play ball down here in the ACC, man. And, and there's there's some good players in all, all the different teams in this in this uh, conference, in this league. And, um, yeah, I think, it's gonna, I think it will be very tough for Will Shipley, but there is a path. 2,000-plus yards, all-purpose, 20 I think 20 plus. I think you got to get 25, right? 2,200 yards all purpose. And, and, and the driving catalyst, the driving force for your Clemson Tigers to hit the playoffs. If, if, if Will Shipley can do that, listen to me, right? And, and I, I, I'm going to pull up the numbers really quickly to kind of give you a little more uh, kind of context into why it's a, it's a, it's a uphill battle, right? So, one of the running backs, and he probably was the running back that was expected to be in the Heisman race last year. Michigan's Blake Corm. Blake Corm, 248 total attempts rushing, 1,461 yards. Over, uh, well, he was at six, six yards a carry, 18 rushing touchdowns, one fumble. So, he got hurt in uh, the last game of the regular season, which was the, the game versus Ohio State. He got hurt in that game. He ended up not being a uh, Heisman. I don't believe he was even on the ballot. Like, you know, he wasn't one of the main people, one of the main uh, participants and candidates. So, again, it would take a very, very, very strong season, like an outrageously strong season. But you're telling me there's a chance. I'm saying there's a, there's a slight chance. But you want to talk about chances. Well, we took a chance and we won with a four-star 2024 basketball commit playing forward. We're going to get into him next on the Prowl on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. On the Prowl, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Prowl for more recruits, but this time we're hitting the hardwood. Yes, like I told you, it's not just a football program. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball, too. A strong offseason for Clemson head coach. Uh, head basketball coach Brad Brownell, Brownell and staff added another layer with uh, Little, Little Rock, Arkansas, Park Views, four-star small forward, Dallas Slim Thomas, as he announced his commitment to your Clemson Tigers on July 10th, earlier this month. And the kids you listed, and the reason why they call him Slim, because he weigh, he's listed as weight-wise at 170 pounds. Uh, but he uh he's uh his height I'm sorry is a six foot eight and this is for the 2024 class and this is you know uh, the young man you know told uh, Dallas Thomas told Tiger Illustrated this is his this is some of his some of his quotes from that uh from that sit down ultimately I chose Clemson because it seemed to be it seemed like the place for me uh their coaches made it clear that I was their top priority. They have a good family bond, and their coaches had a clear plan for my development into a pro, which is huge for me. It felt like home, all in all. Thomas, you know, is ranked 68 nationally by Rivals.com, and uh, he had LSU, Memphis, Missouri, and Arkansas as his other stated finalists, 
right? And and and, and this is this is big because being able to knock out some of those teams, especially a, a you know Arkansas being you know being there for this kid, right? And when you look at him, like granted, and, and per uh, Tiger Illustrated, they talked about the fact that he battled injuries as a junior. But he averaged 16.4 points per game, 9.4 rebounds, 2.1 blocks, while shooting 42% from the three. Now you think about adding that six foot seven, six foot eight frame, and you want to see can he continue to develop the type of handle that can allow him to win one on one, you know, going forward. And at the end of the day, of course, one of the biggest parts is just being able to play within the team, play within the structure, getting to a spot, right? It's in zone defense. Like, you don't see it in the NBA. You see it, but you don't see it as much. You, you In college, you will see more full court press and more zone. For one, because it, 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 it creates so much conflict for ball handlers against the full court press to be able to dribble and keep their dribble and pay, be patient, not be sped up and rushed and everything like that to get the ball over the half court line. But the zone really stresses their ability to drive the basketball to the cup. And if you're a team that need that thrives off of that and you can't shoot the three, a 2-3 zone, a 3-2 zone is going to give you nightmares. So having shooters, having players that can step out to the three-point line, sit into the corner, right, set a screen, pick and pop, and where you your guards are able to attack that two, especially if it's a 2-3 zone, attack the middle of the floor and then kick it back out to, to their pop guy, and now he can pull up and shoot. And again, for this kid, Almost 10 years, almost 10 rebounds a game. That's big. But you want to see him again. He's listed at what, 170, 180. You need to get him up to at least 195. Now, don't get it twisted. Kevin Durant, who was six foot 11, couldn't bench 185 coming, you know, coming out of, out of, out of, out of college, out of Texas. So he's still slim and, 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 and slender, but he's still one of the best players in the NBA. So again, and, and what I love is that, you know, he talked about. Uh, you know, and, and they talked about how the Tigers uh, struck uncharacteristically early with recruiting, uh, but they got substantial stature with the recruits as well. And assistant uh, assistant coach Sean Dixon played a key role with an early evaluation and digging on digging on Clemson's be, uh, behalf for the better part of a year. So being able to attract this young kid uh, and, and, and attacking and getting them uh, in instead of waiting into the fall, getting the, getting these recruits. Uh, to commit and, and and commit for during the summer is big time. It's big time because typically, like same thing with basketball, football recruiting with basketball, these kids they play AAU, right? They know all they know all the other top recruits. They know each other. So if you are if you can get a kid to commit, right, a four star to commit right away and commit into the summer, and then you got may say you have to have some other four stars, some five stars that are still waiting around, haven't committed, haven't really made their mind up. Your four-star commit can start doing some recruiting behind the behind the scenes for you, right? You think about these kids facing each other in the regular season, then after you know we, we see it, we we know what basketball players do now. After the game, they're all talking, they're pulling this number here, and they're talking with the hands covered because they don't want the media and cameras to see what they're saying. But you, you know, even at the high school level, you don't you know you don't want people in your business. But if if, if you're a situation. Or if you're a you know a Dallas Thomas, you want to talk to another recruit that you're playing. Yeah, you cover your mouth, don't let nobody read your lips because people are always watching and, and recording, especially with cell phones and stuff nowadays with these big time recruits. Yeah, I think this is a big move. This is a big move for 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 the Tigers, man, to be able to to pull this this young man in. And like I said, 16 points, even though he had dealt with the injuries, 16 points, almost 10 rebounds, over two blocks, and shooting 42 percent from three. 
that's never anything to sneeze at. There's never anything to 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 uh to stick your nose up at in any way, shape, or form, ladies and gentlemen. So, guys, listen, I'm excited for this. I want to see how this young man. I'm gonna keep you know keep out the basketball team and, and what they're doing recruiting. Like I said on the proud. We're not on the proud just for football players. We need everything: baseball, track. We need it all, guys. We need it all, and we need it all. So, guys, you talk about needing it all and all the love and support. I appreciate that. I thank y'all, man. Like I told you at the beginning of the show, keep keep commenting, keep leaving five star reviews on the audio side, keep subscribing, and listen. We're trying to get this channel. Fall camp is getting ready to kick off, okay? And we're getting ready for college football. All right. So, what does that mean, DP? Damien, what does that mean? I'm gonna tell you what it means. I'm trying to. We're trying to get this channel to a thousand subscribers. Subscribe, tell a friend, hit the bell notification so you are notified every time a video drops. Let's get this thing started. Let's make it great because we're going to have a lot of fun this college football season. And as I dropped in the community chat, if you want to get in on film sessions, want to see me break down tape and talk about players a little bit in depth in the ways that I can't do on the podcast, just go subscribe to the Patreon, uh, Patreon account. I have a Discord channel set up, and if you need access, you just let me know. Go go, go ahead and support your boy. We're going to have a lot of fun this college football season. But as always, thank you all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every single day, Monday through Friday, whenever I drop these episodes. Uh, you know, listen, I appreciate y'all. That's the only thing I tell you. From the heart, man, I appreciate y'all. On tomorrow's show, we're going to get into ACC Media Day. What happened? What did Dabo Swinney say? What, what did Kay Clubbing talk about? We're going to get into some of the, the biggest takeaways from the press conference on tomorrow's show. In terms of Twitter, you can find me, DP underscore NFL. Uh, talk to me because I talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the live.